you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, March 17th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest. He is the chief national reporter for NFL Network. He is the face you see and the voice you hear for every annual step of the Hall of Fame process. He's the adult in most of the rooms he enters, not by virtue of age, but by virtue of spirit and expertise. He does happen to be a grandfather, let's put that out there. He's the pride of the bison, the Howard bison, and he'll be wearing a ridiculous hat in celebration of St. Patrick's Day on the TA broadcast tonight. You're a good sport. He's Steve Weich. Welcome back to the pod, my friend. Still, still a maybe on the hat. Yeah, still, still a maybe still on, the a maybe on the hat. My integrity is really starting to waffle right here. But yes, a proud bison. Happy for our men's basketball squad. Made the tournament, took the L to number one seed, Kansas. But it's been a long time since Howard's made it to the March Madness tourney. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And on today's show, TikTok, we're on the clock. Our countdown to the draft makes an important stop on the banks of the Ohio River, specifically the northern side of the confluence of the Licking and Ohio Rivers in Hamilton County, Ohio, a place that some know as the Queen City, the Queen of the West, the Blue Chip City, and the city of Seven Hills. Most of us, of course, know it simply as Cincinnati. What were they in 2022? What will they be? in 2023 what are their team needs heading into the draft and what has free agency done to their roster we will pair our examination of the Bengals with a celebration of their devotees open the doors please to the hall of fans what do Bengals junkies say about their team and what do they expect of their team this season that is on the way plus the perfect pro day plan for Bryce Young CJ Stroud and Will Levis let's see what else Oh, does anyone know what's really going on with the Las Vegas Raiders? Please think about that, Steve. And who is making us green with envy on this St. Patrick's Day? Oh, one more. What level of success this season will make all of the Aaron Rodgers drama worth it for the Jets? But first, Jalen Ramsey, L.A. to Miami, NFC to the AFC, Rams to the Dolphins, the man to the mic. He is straight to the point. A lot of things going to be nice, though. A lot of things going to be nice. We got some young, hungry pass rushers. You know what I'm saying? Going to run everywhere around the field, make a ton of tackles, talk, going to have fun. It's going to be a lot of stuff happening. That's what I've been doing my career. X been doing that his career. We stacking up all pros and pro bowls and interceptions and, what, PFF rankings and, and all of that. So we'll talk about all of that, you know, after the fact. Steve Weich. The Dolphins are building a defense to fear and a team to avoid. How good could this be for the boys by the beach? Oh, they could be top five. They could be ranked top five because, look, Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator virtuoso, has taken over a talent 
laden defense. It just added Jalen Ramsey, right? And Jalen Ramsey, some people are going to be like, yeah, he's lost his step. He couldn't. He got beat deep last year. He was asked to do so much on a defense that had no pass rushers and really no help in the secondary as well. Now, people say, you know, I, I pay my corners $20 million to hold up under any circumstances. For the most part, he did. But he's asked to play some outside linebacker, some outside corner, some inside corner, and some safety principles. Not safety, but safety principles, which will be the case in Miami. The thing is, he's got Javon Holland at one safety. He's got Xavier Howard at another safety. He's got Bradley Chubb, and he's got Jalen Phillips up front to get after the passer, along with Christian Wilkins, right? They just added David Long, a very productive linebacker from Tennessee. So this defense as a whole... They're going to be thieves, right? They're going to get hands on the ball and give Tua some extra possessions. They're going to deny points on the board, right? That's a big thing in a division that now, soon, we'll have Aaron Rodgers yes. to go along uh, with Josh Allen and Mac Jones, yep. maybe, we're assuming. Well, it, Mac, it, Mac Jones with an offensive coordinator, and who knows what will that will look like. Correct. So, I, I think this Dolphins defense is going to be fearsome. They have done such a good job of – adding draft capital to trade for draft capital. And they got Jalen Ramsey for a third rounder? I know. They didn't have to give up first or second rounder? I know. And let's clarify, too, uh, Brandon Jones is the other safety. Brandon Jones is the other safety. Um, I I just didn't mention mention Brandon Jones. Correct. Right. So you've got, uh, again, in review, Jalen Ramsey now joins a secondary that has Javon Holland and Brandon Jones as the safeties. The X-Man, Xavier Howard, on the other side. And as you said, Bradley Chubb, David Long. Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins on yes. the defensive line, Requan Jones, yep. Requan Davis rather on that defensive line. That's uh, that's a frightening. Proposition. It's pretty fearsome. It's, it's, it's pretty fearsome. You know, and they're going to put points on the board as well. So if they're playing with a lead and you can turn those guys loose, it's really going to be on. Way too early ask for a prediction for the Miami Dolphins, but there is a lot of energy. There is some talent, without a doubt, that is going the direction of South Beach. I wouldn't be surprised if the Miami Dolphins do what this year? Uh, advance a couple rounds in the playoffs. Look, it's all predicated on Tua's health. I do like the insurance that they added with Mike White. You know, the quarterback we saw last year with the Jets, who's from the Fort Lauderdale area. Um, but Tua, his health um, really is everything. They can bolster the offensive line. I'll reveal it in the show oh. on Total Access Tease. how they can even add to some protection and scoring potential with just one draft pick to add to the offense. But this offense could be better. Next topic, pro days. As in, what do we need to see from the pro days of top quarterback prospects like Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Will Levis? Okay, Steve, let's honor the calendar. First up, the Ohio State, the Ohio State University Buckeyes, March 22nd, C.J. Stroud. Here's a little context. Our resident QB1, David Carr, says the following of C.J. Stroud. He is a, quote, super high processor. He has very special awareness, David says. The comp for David has always been Justin Herbert. His concern is arm talent. Can he sling it deep with accuracy? And can he get through progressions with his eyes and his feet, which David admitted is very difficult to show at a pro day? The last thing David said was, the question remains, can he layer the ball? Can he throw different speeds? Can he give you the change up where necessary? My question to you, Steve, is with what we know from David's assessment and what you know of the player, C.J. Stroud, it is a successful pro day for C.J. Stroud if he does what? If he doesn't flop. I'll put it that way. Look, one thing about quarterback pro days, I've been to a million of these pro days. The only time it's newsworthy is if a quarterback struggles like Teddy Bridgewater did at his pro day. You're going to be throwing to receivers that you're familiar with, and Ohio State is wide receiver you. Okay, you actually, let me interrupt there, and I'm yeah. so sorry to do so, but you brought something up earlier I want you to expound upon. You asked the question to David and to the room, does the fact that Ohio State has become a de facto wide receiver factory, factory. hurt AAA club. the perception and potentially the draft stock of C.J. Stroud? It could. It could if you're an evaluator who says, okay, Stroud threw this beautiful 18-yard out that turned into a 60-yard play because Marvin Harrison Jr. is just that guy, right? Or Stroud's accuracy was good, but, I mean, Harrison really contorted his body. Right. Harrison's catch radius is so good that he makes C.J. Stroud look better than he is. Now, at the same time, you say, well, Stroud put it where only Harrison could get it, and that's why he had to contort his body. 
because he was going up against a great defender, which typically Ohio State's wide receivers are so much better than their defenders. They're not really in a lot of traffic. But when I look at C.J. Stroud, I think about that game against Georgia. Yes. He it's was hard not great. To. He was We great. never saw him play better. And a lot of us left that game wondering, where has that C.J. Stroud been? Where has that been? And maybe he understood he had a month to practice, right? Maybe he was locked in knowing he was going up against four or five first or second round picks on that Bulldog defense, right? And so maybe his, his teammates played better than they have played because yeah. they had only one opponent to practice for. Who knows? Because Georgia ended up dominating them in that game. But Stroud was absolutely great. And when you play that good against that level of competition in a game where the stakes are that high, that's that's not just short-term memory with me. That that sticks out there. Plus, he's played in the elements. Yep. He, he's played under a lot of different circumstances under a very good overall offensive coach in Ryan Day. So I, I think the only thing at the pro day he needs to do is to validate everything he's shown over the past couple years, including – coming into 2023 as the Heisman favorite because we all thought so favorably of him as a starter the prior year. The gulf in talent between the wide receivers that he is targeting and the D-backs who are covering those wide receivers is certainly notable, and I think it's a fair question but in practice, for you to ask. But in practice, look, Ohio State's also cornerback university. Yes, you they look are. at Denzel Ward and some of the guys that they put into the NFL – over the past five or six years, that says something, too. Yes, it does. Not a lot of tight window throws we saw from C.J. Stroud. We did see some in that Georgia game, and that's a tape to watch. Yes. But the other thing to remember is that if a team, if a franchise, if a if a program, rather, can call themselves wide receiver university, they need some pretty darn good quarterbacks to feed yes. that machine. My question to you is, can C.J. Stroud play himself into a no-brainer lock first overall pick for the Carolina Panthers on that day, or is the Panthers' decision made already I don't know if it's made already I don't think it is but it's not a pro day that's going to swing it it's weird in saying that because I do think Zach Wilson's pro day <laughs> swung the Jets yeah, got to him take him too. um because he was so impressive with in their in their meetings with him and them seeing him up close because a lot of times this is the only time coaches see players up close they're busy coaching their teams during the season so they can get some stuff in there we do know you've got two new coaches with the first two teams and that's Carolina and Houston who can get overwhelmed but with Frank Reich being a former quarterback that you know Carolina's head coach I don't think a pro day necessarily is going to sway him one day after CJ Stroud takes the field in Columbus Bryce Young will finally throw for scouts at the Bama pro day that's March 23rd let's go back to David's assessment before we get to you Steve Weich David Carr says Bryce is everything we hoped Kyler Murray would be he credits Bryce for having played in a pro-style offense, certainly more so than CJ, and in that way, David believes he may be more Sunday-ready right now. This is the quote that really stood out to me, Steve. David Carr said, Bryce Young, quote, he does everything. Mm -hmm. And he went on to say, quote, no question, he is the best quarterback in the draft, end quote. Steve Weich, how do you confirm all of that at a pro day because he can't get any taller correct all right and that's a concern is his size so how do you confirm to scouts on the day that i am in fact the best unquestioned quarterback available in this draft class? The, the only question is his size that that's it that's the only question the composure the poise everything we saw on the how field how important is that it's it, it's huge especially for a young quarterback when you're going because he's going to be one of the top two picks right he's yes. going to go to carolina or Houston. Or Houston. Carolina's a little bit more, let's say, playoff ready, right? They've got some talent around him. So if you come in when you've got talent around you, now they've got to add some receivers, but you can adapt and you've got the type of personality where you're willing to listen, where you don't think you're Big Willie coming in here because, oh, I'm the top pick. Yes. That's going to sit well with some teammates who know that they've been building the past two years. Let's say he goes to Houston, which for lack of everything – they're pretty much an, ex an expansion type of team. Yeah. They've got it. They're doing it. So you've got somebody who can be patient. You have somebody who can understand the plan and can help guys get better while they are trying to fortify a roster. That's much more helpful than maybe having a player who's all of a sudden going to get frustrated because 
He's won all these years and this and that. And, and what, what are we doing here? Like everything you hear about his character and C.J. Stroud's also. I was going to say, I don't think either one of correct. these guys strikes me as, as having as a, diva potential correct. if things go awry. They expect it to. They, you know, they, they understand. And, and so, but the stuff you just heard more so about Bryce Young, I'll yes. say that. Yes. For years. Yes. Because he's been that guy for years at a, at a program where the expectations are relentless right and playing for bill o'brien now the new oc up in new england the former head coach of the texans um i just think at a pro day he's got to throw the ball well interact with his teammates well be there to support the guys if he's not going through a drill support the guys that he's supposed to be supporting instead of going off to the side with the coach and having a conversation i think those are the things teams are going to be looking for out of it. all eyes on bryce young march 23rd at the University of Alabama Pro Day. Guys, make NFL Network and NFL.com your Pro Day headquarters. You can check in during the day on all of these days for updates from those Pro Days. And of course, you can get analysis of how it went on NFL.com. Finally, Steve, let's talk Will Levis. March 24th on the field in Kentucky. David Carr says he's competitive, he's tough, he will run for the extra yard when necessary. He talked about his power, he called it effortless. He said he has effortless power in that self-proclaimed cannon. Correct. But that power sometimes leads to laziness with his feet and his eyes as David Carr sees it. Steve, Will Levis, big question mark for, for me on Will Levis, and I know I'm not alone. Is he a prospect, is he a project, or is he a pro? Well, for folks you talk to is he's not as plug and play ready as Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Like, these are guys who are going to come in. Sure, they're going to take their lumps, but they're going to be ready to go week one, deciphering defenses, things like that, you know, adhering to a scheme, things like that. Or it seems like Levis is more of a project in part. And this is something you hear of all these guys with the big arms, you know, the Jay Cutlers of the world and guys like that who rely on their arm, the gunslinger type, is they use that big arm to overcome maybe some lapses in fundamentals. So maybe that's where... Levis, and he has to go to the right team now. All these guys have to go to the right type of coach to develop him the right way, to figure out how he learns, to coach him a certain way to say, hey, this arm is a lovely thing. Let's find out how to use it correctly. That's something Josh Allen had to go through for two or three years. If you are Will Levis's dad or his agent, or maybe more to the point, Will Levis himself, where do you hope he lands? Well, you know, what would be the ideal fit when you I, say the right fit, the right coach? What what is that? In well, your look, when I think of the right coach. I'm looking at number four, and that's Shane Steichen. Yeah, and, and you know, and I know some people who've worked with Shane. Shane Steichen, the offensive the former coordinator, offensive coordinator, sorry, the, in, the the new head coach rather in the of the Indianapolis Colts, former OC of the Colts. Yes. I'm sorry, of the Eagles and the Chargers. And the Chargers. So we're talking about two very different quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and Justin and Herbert. Justin Herbert, but he's worked. That goes to show you he can formulate. Play design. Flexible coach. Play calls, correct. And, you know, I know people who work with him. He's very, he's a guy who's not afraid to ask what he doesn't know. Hey, we're playing this team protection-wise. I've got an injury on this side of my line. I've got to, how do I compensate? And he will call people who may help him with protections. Like, he, he's, he's not Mr. Know-it-all. Yes. So... That means he's going to elicit input from his quarterback. What can I do to help you? That's the type he doesn't need. Stick the ball right here when you've got a defender right there. Read this guy when you see something that you may not see at the line of scrimmage. No. What can we do to help you recognize things to get it out of your hands quickly? Let's work in tandem. So, I think working for a guy like Shane Steichen. Now, the Colts have some holes to fill. Yeah, they do. But they're also playing in a division that's up for grabs right now. It looks like Jacksonville's. I mean, how often have we said that? But he's playing in a division where the Colts do have some talent that if they stay healthy and they, they bring him along the right way. Remember, they just signed Gardner Minshew, who also has played for Shane Steichen as, yes. as, as the veteran quarterback there. So what? Will's the kind of project who could learn – behind Gardner for we'll, a while we'll or see. behind somebody we'll, else we'll for see. a while. We, we've heard of guys who are projects who all of a sudden pick it up quickly, yeah. right, in these off-season workouts, who, who have good relationships. The you NFL know? comp we always hear, you said it yourself, is Josh Allen. The one thing that strikes me as different, Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, is when I look at the, when I look at the silhouette, 
I see a gym junkie, a workout junkie when I look at Will Levis. I saw a more natural, fluid, instinctual, born with it kind of power from Josh Allen. Am I overstating that? I mean, that may be the case, but I don't necessarily Doesn't think Doesn't discount. I don't I don't Levis think has. I don't think if he's a gym junkie, he's necessarily Brady Quinn, right? Cuz people got infatuated with Rob Johnson and Brady Quinn's physique. Yeah. And the fact that they could throw the ball through a wall. Yeah. And didn't look at the tape. Yeah. So, and that's where you have to look at the tape and see how you can develop a guy who was a 55% completion quarterback or that whatever it was. That stands out as being that, shocking. That, that stands up. But what was he being asked to do at Kentucky where maybe you can do that? Shorter passes maybe. Maybe something where you get, get it out of your hands, get into a groove, let's get you a run game, let's set up play action, and boom, that's going to help you get the ball into the hands of your receivers. My wish for you, Will Levis, is uh, Steve Weich's lips to God's ears. I hope you get that kind of a coach, a Shane Steichen-esque mentor who can get from you the way you want him to get from you the very best that you can bring. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with NFL Network Chief National Reporter Steve Weich. Steve Weich, thank you for being here. Next topic, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, let the record show, listener, that we showed the appropriate restraint today, waiting this long to discuss Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Steve, one question. What level of success with Aaron Rodgers would make the offseason histrionics required to get Aaron Rodgers worth it? Yeah, I think getting to the playoffs, I'm not saying they have to win a Super Bowl. Okay. Winning a Super doesn't, Bowl. It doesn't have to be division title, doesn't have to be a run to the championship game, doesn't have to be a no, Super Bowl. No, Get to look, the playoffs. Because look, with that guy, you get to the playoffs, you never know what's going to happen. And you get to the playoffs in that division where you have Josh Allen, where you have the Dolphins, where you have the Patriots. You have a you've Patriots earned D it. that is always going to be a difficult Right, you've, you've earned it. Yes. Right? And if Aaron Rodgers, and here's, here's my, my feeling with all of this can get some of that young talent to evolve with him. And in that, I'm also talking Zach Wilson, who doesn't have to play a snap, but can also learn how to be coached and to work with everybody in harmony. That's success. Because Aaron's only going to be around for a year or two. And if when he steps down, 
you have a team that can continue growing instead of having a team like Denver that falls off yes. after Peyton Manning yes. retires or what I'm expecting we're going to see out of Tampa Bay this right. year, right? This is a young nucleus that almost that was on track to the playoffs with Zach Wilson and Mike White not playing great last year quarterback. You get this dude in here, and if the Garrett Wilsons all of a sudden, if, if put it this way, if it's not just the Aaron Rodgers show, of course, Brees then Hall, that you, get get Hall, get Vera Tucker, get Becton healthy, get that O line playing their best, get the O line playing their best, get that defense playing very You'll well. You'll have the reigning offensive player of the year in Garrett Wilson, opposite a known familiar target for Rodgers in Alan Lazard. Sure, it does sound good. But what worries me is the phrase that you used, evolve together. Correct. The young guys on that Jets team and Aaron Rodgers can evolve together. They won't have time if they're on the timeline that we saw from the Packers last year. Christian Watson became the Christian Watson that we fell in love with. It didn't, uh, not until week 11, week 12. They can't wait that long in that AFC East, not when they're playing the NFC East teams and the AFC West teams. They can't wait till weeks 10, 11, and 12. It has to happen in the offseason season do you see Aaron Rodgers making that kind of commitment that's, because that evolution has to be now I would hope that would be part of his conversations with the Jets when that brass went out to California to meet with him they said look you got to be here right we got your OC we got your boy Nate Hackett right you got to be here we got Alan we got Alan Lazard right I mean there's just too many I'll put it to you this way there's too many landmines because he's walking in the same footsteps that Brett Favre did yes for him not to be there to succeed. Favre was 8-3 and three with that Jets team before he tore his biceps and everything kind of came off, off the tracks. If Rodgers goes there and doesn't hit those markers or doesn't get to the playoffs, the comparisons with Favre, where he, they're going to say, well, you fell short. At least Favre did. There's just so many narratives, and we know Aaron loves to control the narrative, that will just go off, that could go off the beaten path if Aaron doesn't show up or if he doesn't move those guys in with him wherever he is to get things going. I think the sharpest tool in Aaron Rodgers' toolbox right now is his competitive fire because say what you will about Aaron Rodgers, the man does not like to lose. He doesn't like to lose a snap, to be a drive, doubted. a game, a season, an offseason, a, a golf match against Tom Brady. He doesn't like to lose anything, and he will not want to lose the historical narrative about those comparisons to Brett Favre. He'll want to win that, too, and I think that is on his side right and, now. You know, And the fact that he's going to a new place, right? He was, look, he's, his number's going to be hanging up there in Lambeau Field yes, with all is. of those fantastic yes, ghosts is. and legends. There, Twelve, right? baby. One of the greatest to ever do it. But the fact now he's going to some place where there's a number 12 who's already in the hall ahead yes. of him who's unretiring his number Who is him. so enamored with Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be willing, apparently, reportedly, to give that number oh, 12 back. Oh, it's not reportedly. Back. I've heard it from Joe. I was with Joe during the Hall of Fame door knock. Broadway he's Joe and you hanging out? He, he, Broadway Joe knocked on Joe Klecko's door. We Look were hanging out together. So he's, he said he's going to give him that 12. Next question. On the day that Jimmy G's deal was made official, uh, let's give you the numbers on that. Three years, $72,750,000 contract with the Las Vegas Raiders. That includes an $11.25 million signing bonus, $45 million guaranteed, and an average annual salary of $24.250. Congrats to Jimmy. We are happy for him. I know you specifically are, but I'm worried for him too and that's where my question comes yeah. from is a place of concern Waller out free agency opportunities missed Steve Weich what direction are the Raiders going in because I feel a little bit like that guy in planes trains and automobiles <laughs> who is shouting to Candy and Martin you're going the wrong way, the wrong way. how does he know what way we're going what direction are I, the Raiders going in I'm, can you I'm, discern this I'm no I'm waiting to find out you don't know either because look look at all the toys they Ugh. had last year when they had Adams they had Waller they yes. had Renfro okay Jacobs now, let's not forget about Jacobs. Josh Right. Number one well, running first, back in the NFL. First off, they don't pick up Josh's fifth-year option. I know. So they're making it seem like they're ready to move on from him. Waller and Renfro get hurt. So now you got all these skill position things in flux, but the guts of your team you kind of ignored, your offensive line, your defense, other than adding Chandler Jones to Max Crosby. That's the issue here. It is still the issue, right? They signed a, you know, a couple guys who aren't – I wouldn't consider them difference makers – in their secondary, right? They added uh, the linebacker, Spillane, from Pittsburgh to replace Denzel Perryman, who's a monster, right? He just had some injuries, so now are they a better team? 
Hard to tell. Now, you know the familiarity with Jimmy G and Josh, and but Josh. even Jimmy G said, I've been out of that system for a while. It's going to go from learning Spanish to French, going from, from Shanahan to Josh. Plus, there's been some evolution. But the thing is, he knows how Josh coaches. Josh is going to be hard on him. Jimmy's got something to prove because the durability issues, which are not going away, cost him an opportunity to be a forgotten man in San Francisco to Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. So he's got a lot to prove. Josh McDaniels, I think, has time to build something. But I have no idea, based on free agency, this could all change. They've got the seventh pick in the draft. This could all change when we get to the draft. But are those players going to be ready to win now, which is kind of like the roster you're building with Jimmy G as your quarterback? Total they, total defense ranked 27th in the league last year. Could, Scoring defense ranked 27th in the yep. league last year. Clearly, it is the posi- it is the the unit that needs the most help. Max Crosby can't do it alone. Certainly not even with didn't, Chandler Jones didn't aboard. Didn't take the ball away. Didn't take the ball away. I cannot see a quick fix in a draft. I can't see a quick fix in any draft for any team, not even the Chiefs, Although they really did put a remarkable number of rookies on the on, yeah. on the field yeah. in the Super Bowl, I think eight rookies uh, had a considerable contribution um, on the day and over the course of the season. But that is such an outlier number for an NFL team. Are, do you have high hopes for the for the Raiders, or just are you going to be watching through I, through closed hands? I have I have marginal hopes. They're not going to be a hopes. bad team. Okay. Okay, but the Broncos are going to be better. I'm telling you right now, Sean Payton alone is going to be worth four wins. That dude is the real deal. And with the talent he has there. So him alone, what? They had four wins last year. So that's an eight and so nine so team just eight. for starters. Okay, then okay, then maybe that gets Russell going. Then maybe yep. that gets everybody else going. Yep. The defense, you know, is already good, right? So they're going to be in play. The Chargers are going nowhere. They're good. They got a good offensive line. They've got some defensive pieces. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I mean, and people can say, oh, they lost Juju, they lost Orlando Well, Brown. I'm going to ask you about the Chiefs here yeah. in a moment. But basically, translation, listener, you know it, I know it. Steve Weich knows it better than any of us. This is a steep hill to climb yes, it is. for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I'm asking the chief national reporter for NFL Network, in what direction are the Raiders going? And his answer, with a wide-eyed shake of bewilderment, I don't know. Wait and see. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast, and on this St. Patrick's Day, we have three somewhat hackneyed questions to ask. So cue the eye roll and forgive me in advance for the following. Quick answers to this one, Steve. What NFL team has you green with envy? Kansas City Chiefs. Really? I Not know, just because they're the title No, holders. I mean, it's easy to say because they're the Super Bowl champs, but they made what I consider a great free agency signing that's going to get overlooked, and that's signing defensive lineman Charles Amenihu coming over from the San Francisco 49ers, he could play edge, he could play tackle, he's long. Steve Spagnolo, think Strahan, 6'5", yes. 280, 25 A years Spags old. type of player. Incredibly disruptive, coming off the edge, and again, you can reduce him inside the tackle if you have to. Yeah, very interesting. What team's luck is about to run out? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, low-hanging fruit. But look, with Tom Brady throwing for almost 5,000 yards and 25 touchdowns, they still could not score. There's nothing to make me think that Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask is going to get behind that offensive line. They're all of a sudden going to find a run game, even though they've got a new offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, coming over from Seattle. Um, nothing is going to make me think that they're going to be able to put up the points. They're going to be competitive in a division where there's really no quarterbacks right now. Um, but I, I think that's the team that's going to pay the piper like the Rams. For having by, gone all by in. going all in with free agents for a couple of years, and now they've got to clear their salary cap. Last question: What draft pick could be a? Oh God, I can't. It's really hard for me to even say this. <clears throat> a pot of gold for his new team. Phew. We could just bang on <laughs> the Banshees of Inisherin and every oh, other goodness. type of. Um, we'll talk about that movie another time. I loved it, by the way. You did? I did. We'll, then we'll definitely have to talk <laughs> okay. about it another time so, because I did not. We'll talk. I'm going to say Darnell Washington, the yes. tight end out of Georgia. Um, was he 6'5", 270? I think he's 6'7", Might be six. Okay, 6'7", 270. You're yes. right. You're right. So this is a guy, though, a very strong in-line blocker, smooth hands. He's a former high school wide receiver who grew into that frame. Um he can be your third tackle. He can get open in the red zone. He can move the chains. And the perfect fit for him 
is the Miami Dolphins. Okay, I find this very interesting because Miami Dolphins, who just said goodbye to Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki, Mike yep. Kosicki who is capable of some extraordinary plays as a catcher of the ball, Correct. but is notoriously unwilling to do the hard work in the trenches. You say Darnell Washington oh, is that guy. He's that guy. And look, this is a team, if you've got Waddle, if you've got you know the Cheetah out wide, you've got all that speed of running back you know, with Mosert and Jeff Wilson, this guy, now he's not as athletic as Kittle, but he could be used in that way. You know, there's games where people are like, how come George Kittle's not catching the ball? Because he's busy laying out linebackers yeah. and, and defensive ends for four straight Both games. Both Kittle and Gronk were willing to do that work. Willing to do that work. And then all of a sudden, Kittle goes on that four-game run where he's catching seven passes right. a game. Right. That's what Washington can be, especially in an offense that's all timing, that's all finding holes in zones because teams don't want to play man against the Cheetah and Waddle. That's where he. I would love to see him go down to Miami and just really bolster up both the run and the pass game. I love the sound of this so much, it almost makes you think that it doesn't matter who plays quarterback in that kind of offense. Well, it does. We saw that last year. It does. <laughs> okay, I've overstated that, but of all the names that you just checked, you didn't mention two at once. Well, I mean, uh, uh, let's just say. Is this is an I assumption? Mean, I'm just saying, the assumption is, is just, that he is the point guard for that kind he, of offense. He's, he's the point guard. You know, he makes it work. Mike White would be a great backup point guard for two or three games, but Tua needs to be on the field, and everybody knows that. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. With me today, the chief national reporter for NFL Network, Steve Weich. And it is time, finally, to restart the clock for our countdown to the draft. We have covered the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Niners. And now we turn to the vanquished AFC championship game combatant Cincinnati Bengals. It is also time to open the doors to the NFL Hall of Fans the surprisingly loud contingent of Bengals fans. Fans like Alan Flowers, who says his favorite player, wide receiver Isaac Curtis, 
Chad Johnson, he says, is a close second. That got an ooh from Steve Weich. Best Bengals game, according to Alan Flowers, the Freezer Bowl. The 1982 AFC Championship win over the then San Diego Chargers. Fondest Bengals memory for Alan Flowers. Watching the Bengals beat Pittsburgh in a bar with 150 Steelers fans, and I knew not one of them, he said. Worst Bengals memory, Lewis Billups. Oh. Stepping in front of John Taylor oh, and dropping a sure pick in Super Bowl. Oh, Can I figure out this? Yeah, Roman numerals. 29, the play before Taylor's game-winning touchdown. Or, he says, Sam Weich going forward on fourth down and six at home versus the Niners with six seconds left from our own 30-yard line in 1987. It was week one, the very next play. The Bengals lost the game in regulation. You can't count a week one loss. Come on, Flo. It sticks with him now. That's his memory. It would be the perfect draft, Alan Flowers said, if the Bengals grab a pass rusher and someone who can take kickoffs to the house. And the final question, I wouldn't be surprised if my Bengals do what? Alan Flowers says, I wouldn't be surprised if my Bengals make it back to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. The best and worst thing about being a Bengals fan, he says, wondering if we will win a Super Bowl in my lifetime. I assume that counts as the worst thing about being a Bengals fan. Fans like our dear friend and former colleague, Ryan Yunt, who says his favorite ever Bengals player is Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz. Anthony Munoz is the answer to that question for so many, but so few have a story like this. Ryan says that Anthony Munoz is the reason he is a Bengals fan. Let's keep this in mind. Ryan Yunt is from Ontario, California. There is no regional specificity to his fandom. Anthony Munoz, Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz, interrupted a Zoom meeting that Ryan was having with a Cincinnati TV reporter. Now, Ryan, this is the kind of cat he is, donated one of his kidneys to his brother to save his brother's life. And Anthony interrupted that interview to give some love to Ryan and to give some support to the Yunt family in that time. Ryan says that Anthony Munoz is literally the best left tackle of all time and an even better and bigger human being. Ryan goes on to say that his first real memory was a heartbreak, Super Bowl 1988, the John Candy drive, or the Montana to Taylor, if you're scoring at home. Ryan says he vividly remembers Tim Crumrye breaking his leg in that game, and the Lewis Billups dropped interception that would have ended the game just a single snap before the winning, infamous toss to John Taylor. He follows that up with an UG. There's a similar thread. You heard Alan Flowers talk about that play. Now Ryan Yunt talks about that play. Ryan says that his second favorite player of all time, Corey Dillon. His favorite Bengals moment, so many to count, he says. But he said, how can it not be the Evan McPherson kick in the AFC Championship game to send the Bengals to the Super Bowl? The kick is up. Yeah. It yeah. is good. Oh. What would be the perfect draft for Ryan Yunt? Well, he said it all begins and ends with protecting number nine, Joe Burrow a young foundational right tackle like Broderick Jones or Darnell Wright would be perfect. He also likes the idea of getting Darnell Washington, the tight end, the freak of nature tight end, and he likes the idea of getting a Zach Charbonnet in spite of the fact that Charbonnet is from UCLA. Bottom line, continue to add athleticism and leadership as they have continually shown us under Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor. Finally, Ryan Young's expectations for 2023, he says, quote, hate to be frank, really, but after consecutive AFC championship game appearances, it is Super Bowl or bust. Hard to argue with that. Ryan, thank you so much for your thoughts. And of course, fans like today's very special guest. He is the founder of the NFL Hall of Fans. None of this happens without him. He's one of my oldest friends in the business. I have known this man for almost 30 years. His name is Brian O'Rourke, but we know him affectionately as Chunky B. Chunk, welcome to the hall that you built. Hey, bud. So good to be here, Drew. Thank you. It's truly an honor to be a uh, part of this. Chunky, I really want you to tell me the story. You, you may have the best fandom story of all. It is appropriately today a Bengals fan story. The mic is yours. Share with me your Bengals story, please, sir. You are too kind, Drew. And what a day 
to do this St. Patty's Day. And this is a story about how the moments I would bond over the Cincinnati Bengals with my father and my dad's rest his soul, Tierney O'Rourke, quite the Irishman, quite the um, Irish Catholic Marine FBI agent father of mine. He wasn't Working for the government, you didn't have a whole bunch of money. And my dad was a Bengals fan. We had season tickets. Every maybe three, four times a year, I got to go with my dad. And there were memories that will always be with me. And they're fond. They bring joy to they bring joy to me. And it goes like this, my friend Drew. My dad bought a Volkswagen bus. The old camper, the one that pops up, the little oh yes, oh yes, remember it well. Yeah, I'm a child of the '70s. There were a bunch of those uh, beating around Virginia for sure. My dad bought that for the sole reason of tailgating with the Cincinnati Bengals, and I would stand right in front of the door, the sliding door, and my dad would be sitting in by his cooler and slowly but surely pack every little crevice in my jacket and my pants with cold beer cans. He was cheap. He was not going to pay that stadium price. And he would shove all the way down my leg and make sure that the pants weren't open at the bottom. Shove the other leg. My arms packed with beer cans underneath, you know, under, in the jacket. And I would walk like the Tin Man. I, I couldn't bend my joints. Keep in mind, I looked like this, uh, the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. Without well, without aluminum, three. as it were, the, the aluminum can man. But yes, please, please. Carry <laughs> exactly. On. Exactly. And I would huff and puff. And I would finally get to the top and my dad would just undo all the beer cans. And it was enough for, you know, 20 of his friends. But one particular day, the wind was whipping and the wind caught me. And I was like, basically almost like those, you know, those air suits, people are jumping off mountains now. Yeah. I was like the first one to really invent that. But I fell back and I landed on my back. I didn't get hurt because the jacket and the cans and everything was cool. And I slid down to the from the top of the stadium to the to the bottom of the, the, this section like I was a bobsled. I was cruising down speed. And I was just like, I'm going for the ride. I didn't feel anything, but I could feel just the speed of me going up. And then I was caught by one of my dad's friends who had season tickets with us. I got up. I wasn't injured. And I made my way back to the top and I got a big standing ovation from all my dad's friends. And I just remember looking at the stadium like, I am now a man. One of my greatest moments in Bengals history. I love, Chunk, I love that so much. I cannot let you go without asking you a a very important question. We have looked into your Bengals past. Let's look through the prism of now into your Bengals future. Please finish this sentence. I wouldn't be surprised if my Cincinnati Bengals do what this season? Easy, crystal clear, win the Super Bowl. Okay, Steve Weich, you're a student of the game. You covered the Bengals for 15 minutes or so in your career, but you know them well. Your favorite Bengals player ever would have to be? Anthony Munoz, come on. Anthony Munoz. Come on, that's easy. Your favorite, or are you saying he's the best? He was your favorite as well. Oh, yeah. Anthony Munoz. Boy, there were so many good ones, man. Here, I'm going to go down this list that you and I sort of spat back and forth at each other earlier. You got Anthony Munoz, Chris Collinsworth, Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson. Ocho Cinco. Andrew Whitworth. Icky, baby. The Icky Shuffle. You got Ken Riley. Kenny Riley going to the Hall of Fame this year. Congratulations, Kenny Riley. A.J. Green. Let's not forget. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget. Boomer Esiason. Boomer. Uh, Tim Crumry. Tim Crumry. That guy was so good. The nose tackle. (sighs) Willie Anderson. Willie Anderson, the offensive lineman, the guard, one of the greatest ever. And, of course, you really can't let a Bengals conversation go without name-checking some of their coaches because Paul Brown. The legend. The legend Paul Brown, who was such a legendary coach that another franchise named their team after him, (laughs) the Cleveland Browns. After he went there. you you got to name-check Sam Weich. Absolutely. Is he the greatest ever Bengals coach? Well, you know, Paul Brown, I mean, he's a legend. So many coaches, even like Belichick. What about Forrest Gregg? 
How about that? I forgot about Forrest Gregg. What were the Bengals in 2022? Well, pretty damn good. That's what. Neither snow nor cold can keep Joe Burrow from going to the AFC Championship game. Bengals fans might argue that they were pretty damn unlucky, too. They finished the regular season 12-4. and Yes, that adds up to 16. Don't forget that canceled game against the Bills. Joe Burrow began the season after appendicitis, after having his appendix removed. They started slowly. They were 4-4 four and four after eight games, but they finished the regular season with eight straight wins, followed by playoff wins over the Ravens and then the Bills, and then, of course, that controversial loss to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Super Bowl loser one year, they bucked the trend of having a crippling hangover the next year. Steve Weich, summing up the 2022 season for the Cincinnati Bengals, two years after, or a year, let's say, after rebuilding their offensive line, a season after going to the Super Bowl and losing in heartbreaking fashion, they did not succumb. They did not do what history said they should do, which is to crumble. They got themselves back up, and they got themselves back in games that mattered all the way to the AFC Championship game. How much do you like this Bengals incarnation? I love them. I, I love them. Look, Duke Tobin, they don't have a general manager, but he's their general manager. The way he stacked the team with talent has been amazing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they keep it when they've got to pay Joey Burrow after the season, right? But then you can talk about rebuild the offensive line. They had some injuries and some guys stepped up. Getting a pass rusher like Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard came up uh, on the defensive front. They had some great interior play by Reader at nose tackle, some studs at linebacker. I mean, this is a really good team to where they knew they were going to lose Jesse Bates at safety. He signed with the Falcons. Well, they drafted his replacement last year. So I, I, I love what the Bengals have. And I think if they add a tight end, a Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame or Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, someone like that, and some spice in the backfield at running back, I think they're going to be right back there because as long as they got number nine, man, he's a killer. He's that dude. Biggest team needs, as our experts see it, defensive back, offensive tackle, and to your point, Steve Weich, tight end. If you look at their stats from last year, this was a top 10 offense. They were eighth in total offense in the NFL, seventh in scoring, rushing 29th. That's so to issue. your point, yeah. you have to address that running backs room. Now, the fact is, they had both Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon, and yet they were third from bottom in the NFL with rushing. Is that a matter of commitment, scheme, or or does that room need better talent? Well, I think they need some speed. I mean, the one thing we see in the type of offense they run, you have a hitter, right? If you have a guy who can take a six-yard carry into a 16-yard carry, you need more speed. you got to have a power guy as well. So I think they can address both of those in the draft or maybe a little bit later in free agency. But they don't, they don't need much because they had a short passing game, which, like Kansas City and Tampa Bay, substituted for their run games. Uh, their passing offense unquestionably effective, fifth in the NFL. They were third on third downs. They were seventh in offensive turnovers, meaning they were stingy and didn't turn didn't the ball turn over, over a lot. Yeah. Um, they were fifth in the red zone. 29th on big plays. Not a big play offense, as you just said. A lot of short stuff. Worry there? Do you worry about nope. a team that can't? No, no. no. I mean, if they're, you they're can good. make it to the AFC Championship game and you're in it till the last minute, then it matter you clearly the you know plays. what you're doing. And they were the best or, or one of the top two or three teams defensively adjusting after halftime. Let's look at that defensive team because they were ranked 16th in the NFL in total defense, 6th. Mm -hmm. Scoring, so six, a bend, not scoring, break. Scoring, scoring offense, they were it's scoring, scoring defense man, rather. The they yards. were sixth, scoring seventh against the rush. Yep. They were twenty third against the pass. Yeah. They could use a little help. Don't be surprised to see them address that in free agency and on the backside. Yes, yep. you know you said that they replaced Jesse Bates before this year. His replacement is already on the roster, but clearly they, they could use corner. a little shoring up on the backside. Yep. Sacks. For all of the names that you checked, 29th in the yeah. NFL. They need to get to the quarterback more. more. Don't be surprised if that is addressed in the draft. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cincinnati Bengals do what this season? Uh, win the AFC North and get back to the AFC Championship game. Wouldn't be surprised one bit. I'm telling you, Joe Burrow is that special, special guy. To the point, and not knocking anybody else. I've had NFL personnel people tell me, if Joe Burrow... Was, on the, was quarterback in the Chargers, do they lose that playoff game to the Jags? If Joe Burrow was a quarterback for another team in a playoff game, does that team lose? And no, because he's that guy.
he has got something different about him to where if he stays healthy, he is going down among the all-time greats. What is it about him? I think that demands a follow-up because we all watch him play. He is, there is something about his off-field presence, I think, that has captivated a lot of us. There is a steely-eyed focus in him, and yet he pairs that with a somewhat nonchalant... He's Kobe. Smoke, smoke the cigar, you know, where's the where's the, the drip? He's got a little bit of the swag. Sometimes it feels a little inauthentic, if I'm being honest, and yet cometh the, the hour, cometh the hour, cometh the man. When it comes to game time, he's a steely-eyed killer. What is it? Is it the skill set? Is it his accuracy? Is it his... Is it his nerve? What it's is it? It's all that, but you heard me mention, he's Kobe. He's Kobe Bryant. And I used to cover the NBA when Kobe was in his prime. You could have, he could have another teammate have 30 points in three and a half quarters. Kobe was hijacking the final seven minutes of the game. As the great Jerry West told me years ago when I was reporting on Michael Jordan, again, another NBA comparison, 90% of the NBA could score 25-plus points a game. Right, but there's only so many balls on each team. So let's say you've got one player. Let's just this is go extreme. You've got ten players in the league who can get you thirty, but how many of them can get you four in the final thirty seconds? <laughs> Interesting. That's Michael Jordan. Interesting. That's Kobe Bryant. That's Joey Burrow. He wants to absolutely crush you. He doesn't care how cool you are with him. If you went to school in Ohio State or LSU, in those final 30 seconds, he wants you to remember his name. He wants you to see him wearing those bomb-ass sunglasses that he wears <laughs> and smoking a cigar. Talk to you next time. That's the best description I've heard of Joe Burrow yet. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> there are eight Cincinnati Bengals in the Hall of Fame. Ken Anderson, Paul Brown, Chris Collinsworth, Isaac Curtis, Boomer Esiason, Tim Crumry, Anthony Munoz, and Ken Riley. There is only one retired jersey hanging in Cincinnati. It's number 54, Bob Johnson. The franchise began on May 23, 1967. Its first season, 1968, 56 seasons in all. They have had three Super Bowl appearances, 1981, 1988, and of course, 2021 across the street at SoFi Stadium. All losses, yes. Yes, they were all losses. You show me a team that hasn't been to three Super Bowls and they will gladly take three losses if they can get three appearances out of it. They have 12 division titles, 14 seasons with 10 or more wins, and their winningest head coach, Marvin Lewis, with a record of 131, 122, and three. In some ways, the Cincinnati Bengals story has always been one of heartbreak, of oh-so-close, of better luck next year. Well, next year is upon us. What will they be in 2023? If you listen to Bengals fans, and if you listen to the sense in your own head based on what you have seen over these last two years, we have no reason to doubt them. We have no reason to believe that they will not make a considered and intentional and potentially successful run to Las Vegas to Super Bowl 58. Time will tell. Can't wait to see what the Bengals are capable of this year. I want to thank today's very special guest, Steve Weich. I want to thank all of our Bengals fans for sounding off today on Bengals Day. And I want to invite the listener to join us on Monday when the countdown to the draft continues with the Buffalo Bills. That's right. It's Bills Day. It's Josh Allen. It's Stephon Diggs. It's Sean McDermott and that very difficult out, that Buffalo Bills defense. But how good will they be? Is the window closing? Has the window shut? Is it finally time for Buffalo to shut us up and get the Super Bowl they have craved for so long? Answers, questions to be answered on Monday. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.